And you? I didn't know we were starting. We weren't starting. <laughs> I just, I can't help myself when it gets to that line where yeah. it says, a sleigh ride together with you and you and you. Oh, listen. So Ferrante and Tyker were this compositional duo back in the 1950s and 60s who might have put out 125 records, and I'm not joking, of all different variances. Their Christmas record, it's just, it's, go- it's this in the background, right? Like if you're trimming the tree or decking the halls or wrapping presents and you're not looking for anything too heavy or too weird or too emotional, you just want to get the atmosphere but not, don't want to listen to fucking Wham's Last Christmas or Mariah Carey, this is a, oh, listen, it was a simpler time, Sean. Those are just coconuts. <laughs> exactly. Oh, mommy, is it almost Christmas? Is it almost Christmas, mother? I'm Brian Oak, and that is Sean Bernard. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 363. I played that just because I'm not sure we're going to get another show in before Christmas, so I wanted to say Merry Christmas to all those who choose to celebrate, and a happy Yuletide, no matter who you are, what you are. It's a dark time of year. This is a time to gather around people. This is a time to find warmth wherever. And let's be honest, a Christmas tree that gives fruit in the darkest days of winter, there's not shit that's Christian about that. Okay, that is straight paganology right there. It's all just a big consumer syndicate, like they say in the Charlie Brown Christmas. Exactly. It's all just a big syndicate. Can someone tell me what Christmas really means? (laughs) And if I were a better person, I would know the entire line of speech. Maybe we'll have that next year. Uh, It is time for the Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN Studio. Smart Start is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What that means is they worked with the legislature many years ago to find a way to get people who drink and drive, which A, don't drink and drive. They would tell you the same thing, but it still happens with regularity, with impunity, with ubiquity. It happens all the time, and once you do it, you lose your license. You need to get back in your car. Smart Start MN is here specifically for that reason, so you can start putting your life back together and trying to live some semblance of a normal life and figuring out where you're going to get the three to ten grand to cover that lawyer bill. One thing we don't suggest is buying a gift card from Smart start and hand somebody for the holiday. Just say, hey, hang on to this. <laughs> hey, hang on to this. Just because I know your habits, I'm going to go ahead and give this to you, but <laughs> you, you can go. Sorry. Even I thought my own joke was funny for it a change, good. right? Go good. to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That will give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. I'm doing a thing uh, tomorrow night uh, that I am not... I went to a rehearsal for it last night. Um, I don't go to many band rehearsals because I've never really been in a proper band since I was about 19 years old, and even then it wasn't a proper band. Uh, But I'm going to be doing a bit with our friends, the Intoxicats, tomorrow at the Parkway Theater. And my bit is very short and very brief. I'm still going to be terrified, face dripping with flop sweat. It's going to be terrible. Well, what's really cool is I found out you were doing it right after... After the tickets sold out, so uh-huh. and then I just thought I had a ticket, and then somebody's like, "No, I just gave it away." So oh. I was going to go witness this. I know somebody who has a ticket that can't go now because it's their parents Nikki. have COVID. It's not Nikki. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, she, she, oh, hers she already, already gave gone. it away. Yeah. Oh, bummer, man. I, so I could talk. I, guess to, I don't know anybody. I could try who has to weasel ticket. my way in through the management. We've promoted so many shows over there. You think that they'd maybe let me call in. Jessica, man? They'll let I can you call in. Jessica. Or I can call Craig Anderson over there. I worked with Craig years ago. So. All right, yeah, no. I mean, again, <laughs> I gotta witness this. I watched. I watched a bunch of the rest of their rehearsal as well because I didn't have anywhere else to be. Yeah. And they're all really good. No levies on the drums, man. Wow. In addition to all the other people playing, and my part. My part's goofy. I don't want to give anything away. I want it to be a surprise, but we'll talk about it afterwards. Let's just say. I will be dressed in a Santa suit. This is nice. Yeah, isn't it? It feels very <laughs> homey. Hey, before we get to our next song and our guest today, who has been in the Smart Start studio before, but she's wonderful. I love her. And she's back in Minnesota, which is also nice to have. Um, I want to mention our friends at OA Design Build Architecture. They do high-end renovation. They also, the design part of it is crucial, right? Like, I know we've talked about how they take care of their carpenters and their construction workers. They actually keep them on staff. These are not 
for hire people. They do good things by them. They pay them properly. They give them health insurance, which is unheard of. But they also have a very, very savvy design team, multiple award winning. All you have to do is go to their website and take a look at some of the work they've done. You should really check them out. And I believe for a limited time, they still have some entry level deals, correct? Yeah, till February 10th, they're doing kind of a cool thing where you can have like a small project done just to kind of see how they work and how their process is. They mentioned even doing like an entryway or mudroom bench or that sort of thing. Just to have that experience could be a great gift for somebody else. They discount them around 20 to 25%. Right. Go to oadesignbuild.com and go to their Contact Us page. Get in touch with them. We'd like to give that away for a little holiday gift. Coming up just ahead, we are going to check in with Barbara Cohen, who I have heard her music for, well, I don't want to date either of us, but most of my entire adult life, she's been doing some pretty incredible music, whether in cool rock bands, whether it has been composing for films, or whether it's her brand new music that she's put together. We're going to learn about all that, plus a couple of high-profile upcoming gigs. I can call them high-profile. I know you would feel conspicuous if you were to say that. But it's excellent to know that you're still making music and you're still sharing your writing ability and your talent with the world around us. One of the gigs that's coming up is going to be a Little Lizard reunion. Barbara Cohen was the main brain behind Little Lizard. (laughs) And the opening act for that is going to be the hang-ups. It's happening the night before New Year's Eve, so you don't have to hang out with all the amateurs. Amateurs, You can go out the night before, Saturday, December 30th, at the Hook and Ladders Mission Room, which we've been in before for our Patreon event. Yeah, great sound in there and everything else and they just it's such a sweet intimate space and not a bad sight line in there fantastic in the 90s probably the hallmark of local pop rock sort of one of the apogees there uh was the band the hang-ups brian and his entire crew of people were absolutely incredible and to be honest i didn't still know they were a thing so we are going to have to figure out more about that i'm gonna have to do a little research but during the 90s i liked a lot of different things i liked the crazy heavy grunge i liked weird ravey stuff i liked atmospheric music but pop rock has always sort of been my thing growing up on the birds the beatles and Mm -hmm. the beach boys that kind of harmony that kind of melody and that kind of but there was always still a little guitar action in the background even Husker Du was like that so i love the hang-ups and they're going to be performing coming up in just over a week to celebrate the little lizard reunion let's hear some hang-ups and we'll come back and talk to barbara cohen on the brian oak show
You can catch them live uh, at the Hook and Ladders Mission Room coming up on Saturday, December 30th for a very reasonable price. Even if you don't buy your tickets in advance, you get 15 bucks at the door, $10 in advance. That's amazing. What is this, 1996? <laughs> I was well, it might as well be because it's also Barbara Cohen and the Little Lizard Reunion this concert. This is a great show. This is a cool lineup. Barbara, welcome back. Hey, hi guys. Good to see you. Yeah. How you doing? I'm I'm good. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Very good. So I don't even know where to start with you because you, I mean, we go back to, and we've talked about some of this on the last time when you were on, but I feel like for people who don't know, it's important to know. If people paid attention to music here in the 90s, Farm Accident doesn't go back to the 80s, right? That's a 90s band. No, that that does go back to the 80s. Does it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was like 86 or something like that that we started. Yeah. Really? That okay? So let yeah. me ask you this then. We were little tiny you didn't, babies. You did. Oh, remember the days? <laughs> yeah. You didn't grow up on a farm, did you? No, I did not. You know that calling a band farm accident is is sort of like morbid, right? It's like the Dead Kennedys yeah. plastic surgery disasters. We got a lot of flack. Did you really? Oh yeah, people were really up in arms about that name. Like I have a cousin who lost both his arms in a thresher. We, would, we literally get that every time we uh, play. Yeah, we just get a litany of what happened on the farm, and then <laughs> just and, a litany. <laughs> and then some people just get so mad at us, like in the initial like naming. Then they got used to it, and then they're like, oh, "Okay, you know." Well, again, yeah. these things always sort of wash over, and yeah. especially if you heard the band. The band was very good. Let me ask you this: When yeah. you go back and listen to the music of Farm Accident, which I guess maybe you don't do it often. Maybe you do it every once in a while. Are you still proud of the work you did, or does it feel like looking at baby pictures and you're horribly embarrassed? I think um, I think a lot of what we did as the band was great, and I, I think the harmonies and just the vibe was super fun. Agreed. I think Paul Chamberlain was a much better songwriter than I was at the time, so I think I'm more proud of his songs than I would be of mine back right. then. <laughs> maybe a little self-critical. I don't know. I, I feel like I... Uh, I had a lot of uh, writing, learning to do back then, but um, but yeah, I think the band was it was super fun. People just danced their you know their bottoms off every time we played. So exactly, just like they'd actually been in a farm accident. Yeah, um, <laughs> how, hopping around on one leg. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how does the transition from farm accident to uh, Little Lizard happen? Um, that's such a good question. Uh, farm accident broke up you know, as bands do. And then I was, uh, for some reason, I just had it in my head. I really wanted to play with a cellist and I happened to find Jacqueline. I can't, I don't Mm. know the origin story. I don't even remember it. I just remember talking about it at some point. And we just started, you know, playing music together. And we, our first show was at the 400 club at the, in the little version of it. Oh, so I remember. Like, oh, yeah. It was literally yeah. just a yeah. hallway. Yeah, a tiny and that hallway. tiny stage down yep. at the very end. But that you're really high up. So yeah. you're way the heck up. And Everyone I was, can see you. Yeah, and I just was looking at my feet for like the first five songs, and I finally looked up. I was like, oh, people are still here. Okay, well, cool. You know, and then, <laughs> right. yeah, and then it just sort of, uh, Jeremy Yilvesecker joined, or no, it was, it was Jacqueline and the Mark Anderson percussionist, mm-hmm. and then Jer joined when he was like 19. That's crazy talk because Jeremy Ilvesager <laughs> still plays with everybody all no, the I know. time. He's like it's, a monster. It's amazing how prolific and talented that yeah, dude is. No, I know he's he is a genius. Was and, was yeah. Little Lizard his first band? Well, no, I think he was in some like super high hair eighties bands. Oh, like, right as on. A teen, you know, yeah. so he. We need photo evidence. Yeah, I, I, we're getting him I back on the show some, because the flock good. of seagulls. Yeah, hair no, we're, yeah, we're doing a little TMZ on that guy the <laughs> next time he's in here. Because I, I, what I want to know is, okay, so like more new wave than metal, though, is what you're saying, right? Uh, Jeremy, I don't. You know what? I can't remember because I remember like touring with him, and they'd we'd always have to listen to Van Halen. Yeah, oh, yeah. and just the right. guitarist. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then at one point. Uh, Mark couldn't do the band anymore, and then we had Billy Thomas. And Billy and Jeremy, we'd be driving out east to play shows in New York, and they'd just be like, every lick of Van Halen, you're like <laughs> singing it away, and you're just like, me and Jacqueline are just sort of like confused and sort of tired. It's like, What's oh, happening? God, how many Van Halen albums are there? You know, yeah. A lot yeah. is the answer. Clearly. And frankly, in the 80s, they didn't get better when it was Van Hagar. So yeah. here we are. Why? Uh, so we're talking about a little lizard reunion coming up on December 30th at the Hook yeah. and Ladder in the Mission Room. Why now? Um, You know, that's a great question. I, um, I came back here and like all of us, I, I came back during COVID, uh, potted with my folks to help them and... Um, I 
I just was really, um, I've always wanted to actually get back to Minnesota from LA. Um, but there was always more films and always like some reason not to get back here. And COVID just sort of forced the hand. And then, and then it was just like, God, I would love to start singing again and playing out again. Cause that was, you know, something I just truly, truly enjoy. And, um, when I was in LA, I just didn't get a lot of time to do that. Um, cause I was just always in the studio doing scoring. So, um, Jack just start Jacqueline started just poking me a little bit like, hey, you know, what if we started playing music again? And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. But Jerry wants to do it, too. Yeah. And then it was just <laughs> just basically, let's get the band back together. OK. Uh, but see, yeah. there's a reason that's a cliche, right? Because you had great times together and yeah, you did. made good music together. Yeah. And it's not just nostalgia. There's I mean, if you're obviously still gleaning real joy from that experience, yeah. then of course you should do it. Well, and also the the thing I noticed, the first show we did was this summer at a, a place called the Wolf House. And um Oh, yeah. I know and, the Wolf House. I've been in there. Yeah. And we played outside and it was this kind of sweet show. And I tell you, it was like one of these things where it was like, oh, my God, everyone is so good now. Like in this other, like they were good then. But now it's like just at this other level of just like proficiency. And it's just such a joy to listen to their ideas and kind of sink into it and, and just kind of hear where the sound goes. And everyone's we're all like at a different level and patient. Like, hey, this is the, these are the sad bastard songs that I write. So let's <laughs> let's just sink into it. Go you know? ahead like, and play yeah. your sad bastard music. <laughs> Here's here we go. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Now you're also making your own solo music right now because I don't like to talk too long before we hear a little music. Okay, sure. And you've got a brand new song. Yeah. What so? Is this a is this a COVID album? Is this I mean, I know that we've heard a version of this song yeah. before, but now it's full and finished and fleshed out. Are you working with longtime friends and collaborators? Did you bring in a bunch of hired guns? Who are you working with on this particular record? I mean, this record started in two or this song started in two thousand I, I wrote it like probably ten years ago, like when I was in a pretty dark place. But um in two thousand eighteen I recorded some of the ideas in LA and then um and then I just uh, Jeremy had played it with me a long time ago and I just said hey would you um would you if I send you this track can you like put some guitar on it and then that was kind of the impetus but it's every time I was about to like really sink into it I'd have another giant film to score so <laughs> so it just kept getting pushed back and covid happened so after uh vaccines and all that other crap um <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, let's uh, let's get this thing done. So that it's been, so Jeremy played on it, and a, a drummer and a bass player, a young guy named Pete James Johnson, three names, really tasteful, like kind of pillowy drumming, mm-hmm. and uh, put some bass on there, and um, and then I just basically went to town in the studio and played all the other stuff, and then uh, Brent Sigmuth out at uh, out pa- in Cannon Falls, yeah, yeah, Pachyderm, he mixed it. And then uh, a guy out in Nashville named Will Link did the mastering. So, yeah, if anybody cares, there's a, there's Will mastering. <laughs> well, many people may <laughs> not. I, I don't know who that is, but yeah. I but I love the connective tissue because a record is not just a matter of you like, well, I've been playing these songs in my bedroom. Now I'm going to go sit down and record them. Some people do do that thing. Yeah. But if you're going to put a proper record together with the right kind of people, you have to have a producer. You have to have yeah. someone who does the mastering. You have to have distribution. You have to have all these things. The single is out. The single is called Let It Out. You want to tell me anything about this song or you want to let it speak for itself? Um, It's perfect for the winter solstice coming up. It's just got that, that right vibe of like kind of internal, like just listen to yourself and try to honor yourself, I think anyway, because I wrote it. <laughs>
feel like I'm getting ganged up on right here. <laughs> a, a, somebody brings in a perfect song, and B, Sean's over there like flicking his eyebrows like, going to cry? You're going to cry a little bit? No, I was very touched by that song. It was I just, gorgeous. It's so well mixed, and Thank it's you. not Thanks, Brent. It's not cluttered. It's not, I mean, it's it's just really, really well done. Congratulations. But that atmospheric yeah. guitar that comes, is that Jeremy? Yeah, that's Jeremy. <sighs> So good. So Freshen that's up. out and yeah. available right now, right? Really, yeah, really as of uh, yesterday at midnight, it's it's out on streamers everywhere and uh, Bandcamp. So. All right, very yeah. good. Mm. Wow, let it out. Barbara Cohen, new music there. <laughs> that I imagine you will be performing live at yeah. the upcoming gig. Yeah. Also, though, stuff from your solo career and yeah. stuff obviously from Little Lizard, right? Yep. Yeah, a, a mix of uh, some Little Lizard and a bunch of stuff from California and then maybe uh, another like really sad sad ass song <laughs> that's new off the you know off the whatever off i feel like i feel like <laughs> crying it out is a good way to say goodbye to 2023 yeah. and starting <clears throat> starting 2024 with some fresh clean tear ducts all right <laughs> that's what i'm thinking before we continue with barbara cohen i want to check in with sean bernard sean bernard in addition to being an integral part of this show and co-owner of the empire that is the brian yeah, oak show huge yeah Just huge oh the dividends <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, the retirement oh, funds alone. All wow. of it. Our <laughs> annual yacht party. It's just incredible. Uh, you also happen to, because you love it, it's just sort of a fun little side gig, happen to be a realtor as well for Remax Results. How are things going? Things are going well. Yeah, it's uh, it's been very busy, which I feel fortunate about. I think the weather's helped that a little bit. Uh, everybody has mixed feelings about the weather this time of the year, but it's been fortunate from a real estate standpoint because it's easier to show and list homes and travel up to Duluth as I've been doing. When people aren't breaking their elbows on the ice out in front of the home, they're going exactly to check it. And, you know, it's interesting that with this podcast, it fulfills a part of my soul and part of what's really important to me. And, right. you know, looking at, at, at Barbara and, and her work in L.A. and what you did there to come back here and fulfill that part of you that maybe felt like it was missing is really, really important. And so trying to look at things with gratitude is what I try to do. And, and the, the buying and selling with real estate can be very stressful. Mm. And I always say to people up front, I'm like, okay, I'm going to care about you through this process. And we're also going to laugh at some point. There will be laughter because I'm silly. I'll try to make it at the appropriate time. <laughs> I can I can vouch for the silliness, but yeah. it's not like wild and wackadoo, but Sean will sneak up on you. Don't worry about well, it. Well, I mean, I... I just the people that I met with up in Duluth, they're just really kind, decent people and and there were tears, uh not by me, but there were tears by one of the homeowners because it's a big deal, uh, buying and selling. And then I've I have a lot of friends where I've been helping their parents move on, you know, to a one level living or assisted living or that sort of thing. And so choose a realtor that actually cares about you and doesn't just care about the paycheck and you can tell. That's all I'll tell you. You'll be able to tell if they actually care about you and not just about getting paid. I also donated a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. I also donated to the hook and ladder uh, this year as well as part of this, uh, that one of my uh, folks who uh, sold with me said, let's, let's donate to the hook and ladder. They've been great to me. So 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. Should you be afraid to make a phone call and would like to start the conversation? With the text. I don't want to talk to that dude. Let me start with this. Maybe he won't call Barbara, me. Right Barbara <laughs> Cohen is our guest right now. And Barbara, uh, Barbara, you don't, you talked about moving back from LA. You were out there and you talked about how busy it would often get. And you were successful. You are scoring movies, right? You, yeah. that, you're doing that out there. So when you decide that it's time to come back home, I mean, are you still getting phone calls like, where the F are you, Barbara? Like, <laughs> we need you to do this movie. Were, were you working for a big house or were you doing it all freelance on your own? I was, um, there was a period of time uh, many years back that I was working at a commercial house um, doing, com you know, along with uh, documentaries and uh, ind independent films. I was doing um, commercials for like Adobe and Hewlett Packard and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But um, yeah, mostly I was, um, I was just doing independence like the, the year before COVID happened, I did uh, I did two feature documentaries and a um, 
and like a bigger commercial. And then uh, there was a bunch of stuff happening and then COVID. So and then, sh- you know. Yeah, I do. Things I kind, of, kind of took a turn. Yeah. Well, they but, did. But um, yeah, I've been, I've done, uh, I've done a few films since I've been back here too. I mean, the interesting thing when I was in LA is a lot of the films would come from other parts of the country mm-hmm. or world, and because and COVID just sort of reinstated that. It, you can have a studio wherever you want mm-hmm. and just do it, and then. You're in your own spaceship, and then you just upload it. So I was going to say, it's very Star Trek. You can do everything totally from is. anywhere. So when it comes to that, and again, just I, I, and then maybe nobody cares about this except for me, <laughs> but when it comes down to the actual nuts and bolts of it, when you're trying to compose music for it, you obviously are getting an edited, finished piece, right? Or are you writing larger pieces and letting them incorporate that? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what comes first, the no, chicken or the egg. Super good question. Um it can kind of go both ways. Like if you get on a project at the beginning when there's a script, that's like the best because then you can kind of really internalize and think about the themes. And there was a, a film I worked on uh, again right before COVID that's a beautiful film called Blood and Glory. And I, I did get the script ahead of time and I was able to really think about like what themes would make sense for these two women characters. Um, most of the time, though, music is <clears throat> sort of unfortunately like the last thing to be done and the budget's kind of at the end of the rope, and everyone's at their like at the end of their tether and losing. Like, can it. we just get the songs in it's and do totally, this thing? Yeah, like geez, and um, so you usually get almost a locked cut, and I say almost, it's never done. They they are gonna take frames out till the bitter end, mm. and that always screws up your cue because you. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, you, the timing is crucial, yeah, right? Yeah, if exactly. you're if you're going to get the emotional heft out of the music yeah. you're putting into it, yeah. whether it's a lighthearted comedic romp or right. something devastating, <laughs> the, I mean, the music is an important part of the story. Yeah, correct. So it's so yeah it so oftentimes if there's a big enough budget, you'll get a what they call a music editor on board, and so you're frantically writing basically an album and a half worth of music in six weeks, right? Mm. That's your timeline. And, and time to get creative, ma'am. Yeah. It's time let's, to get creative. Let's have it. And and, and wow. then you've got a, a another person, you know, squirreled away and, and they're constantly chasing the the uh, ever changing, expanding and shrinking scenes with your music. And hopefully they're doing it tastefully. And even though as a composer, like I'll hear it and I'm like, oh, I just want to cry right now. You yeah. just yeah. butchered that cue, you mm. know, but most people can't tell if it's if it's if it's edited right, you know. But yeah, it's 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 a wild ride. I mean, it's a, like a sixteen-hour-a-day gig, and you're just doing that for the whole time. Yeah, and I, it's not sexy at all. Like people always think, oh, film composer, that's like super cool, and it's like it is cool, super fun puzzles to solve every film. <laughs> But it's also just like you are like, yeah. you're like exhausted by the time you're like wrong. It's real work. You it's know, I mean, like, yeah. I, the number of people I've met over the course of just by example or by comparison, my radio career, like, well, oh, real tough. You just got to sit there and talk behind a microphone. I'm like, no, it's actual work, man. Yeah. Like I, I put a lot of effort into this. Yeah. And like you talked about with your band, everyone being 20 or 30 fold what they once were yeah. because they've all continued to put in the hours. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. Absolutely. You put in the hours, you eventually become expert and, yeah. or at least significantly better than you were before. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, that that putting the time in requires all of it. Do you miss composing as much as you once did? Or are you still going to do more of it? I I really love it. I did a really cool film by a director, a local director here, Christine Walker, mm-hmm. and it'll be on PBS. I don't know. I got to find out when. It's a, a film called The Elite King. Um, and yeah, I, I'm going to still continue to score. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's just... Um, it's just insane. It's an insane job, but I do love it. <laughs> well, and you're obviously good at it. Otherwise, it, you wouldn't have been successful at it, right? I mean, but and it, we all, it's weird. I, my phrase, my, my catch-all phrase is the universe seeks a balance, right? Yeah. You're going to find something that you love. And then it's going to break your back. It is going to <laughs> grind you into fine dust over the course of your adult life. Yeah. But what way would would you rather be sitting in a cube somewhere filling out TPS reports? No. Every no. time I hate my job, I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, nope, nope. Yeah. It could be so, 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 yeah. so much worse than this. Yeah. Let's get another song. Tell me about this one. Um, home. This is the um, song off of uh, an album I put out uh, quite a while ago called California, mm-hmm. and uh, this was me sort of digging through the wreckage after the Virgin record deal kind of like uh, exploded and let us 
let us out. And it's, and so was that the brother uh, brother son sister moon? Yeah, brother son sister moon. Um, we were out in L.A. and um, <clears throat> you know it was a a crazy ride, and then it was just kind of like devastating, as you put it. And mm-hmm. then um, um, I just kind of sat around, stared at my navel for a while, and then I was like, I guess I'll I guess I'll write an album about it. You know, so yeah, this is <laughs> this is a song about missing home, missing Minnesota, and also kind of trying to grapple with everything that happened in California, so. In the Smart Start nice. MN studio. Hi, I am Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard, and that is Barbara Cohen. So, Barbara, you know, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand, and I don't really like to dig into people's personal lives at all, so we're not going to. But 
I mean, like, the, you know what I'm talking about. No, yeah. no. Yeah, no, 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 but I mean, like, yeah. let's just say that, in fact, all three of us have probably faced, and many, many, many more people out there, sort of an uphill 2023. Yes. Does it make you, I always find that when people like, New Year's resolutions, I think it's very arbitrary, like, if you really feel like you want to do something, just fucking do it. But, <laughs> but sometimes people need that thing, right? We all need a little mental hook, right? Yeah. Do you look forward to 2024? Do you feel like it's just going to be a long, slow, ridiculous extension oh, of 2023? I hope not. <laughs> are you, but are you feeling hopeful? I, I have no doubt that you're going to make it. You strike me as one of those people who uh, doesn't really... Whoa, that didn't sound hopeful uh, at all. No, no, no. Keep mm. going, yeah. You won't be outworked, I know that much. You, you, you have this vibe about you that like nobody's outworking her. Like Barbara's going to do oh the work. Like you, right. you have the discipline. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I, no, I, to answer you, I, I do, I feel, I do feel hopeful for 2024, mostly. Let's just put it that way. There's, there's some, there's some looming crap coming for the entire country that I'm not yes. like, loving the thought of. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I think, um, you know what? I, I am excited to be doing the, the music again as me, as opposed to just the studio rat that I've been for so long, because, um, it just feels really, uh, like the full person now, you know, again, I mean, I, I had to actualize this like back in my twenties and thirties, but I had to re-remind myself now, you know, as the old, the old stir that I am. Duh. <laughs> well, you look better than Sean. That's for damn sure. Oh, that's no, true. I was going to say very... me actually, uh, but I, I couldn't resist. It. You guys I'll look great. I, guys look great. I could not resist the cheap shot. I apologize for Healthy that. Healthy and vibrant, then then look at us. You know, we're when you talk about being that. a studio rat, though, like it's something you were good at and something you still obviously enjoyed to a certain yeah. degree. Our last episode, we had a very young 25-year-old DJ and rapper on who is, you know, works full-time in a kitchen somewhere because okay. that's their day job. So yep. you have to do the day job, but then you have to do the other things that make you feel alive. In addition to the upcoming gig at the Hook and Ladder on the 30th, you've got more on the way in the new year, don't you? Yeah, there's a, another show. Um, Larry Long puts a big American Roots review together, and uh, that's going to happen at the Dakota on January 13th. Um, two shows, 6.30 and 8.30, and that's with a, just a whole slew of super amazing, talented musicians um, like Michael Bland, Billy Steele. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. So we're talking local luminaries up to and including Barbara Cohen. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things about you is you are you are obviously genuine, but you are so dry in your humor. <laughs> and I love it. We, I, we were talking earlier about how satire is dead and nobody yeah. can take a joke anymore. And um, I, I just, I like, like, like your approach to things. So here you are with this brand new gorgeous single out, right? Mm -hmm. And um, is are there others in the hopper? Are you writing? Are you working? I know that life is busy right now, yeah. but I mean, are you, do you feel even a slow trickle of creativity coming through the spigot? I do. I, I just finished um, a, a song and presented it to the band. I love saying that now. <laughs> and uh, we're, uh, we're fleshing. I think you've earned the right to call them your yeah, band. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're fleshing it out. Um, yeah. I actually, I literally woke up this morning thinking, God, we, we might actually do an album again, like a full one. You know, that just seems so daunting to do like 12 songs, you know, and re go record them and mm. mix them all. But it goes in fits and spurts, yeah. right? I mm -hmm. mean, like maybe you'll go a couple months and have nothing. And then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. over the course of the weekend, you've got at least the skeletal frame of three great jams. Yeah. Yeah. So I... And nowadays, I mean, you could put out a single, so hey. Exactly. Uh, you know, but yeah. Well, I, it's kind of weird how it's come back in, I mean, like back yeah. in the 60s and in the 50s, singles were all anybody did. There were mm. no albums until the album became a thing. Yeah. And so given the avenues to market we have, obviously the riches aren't there necessarily by doing it in that mode. Yeah. But, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did just you, notice, yeah. Ms. Cohen just put all you on on blast, all right? Yeah. You, 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 you are now on notice, right? Yeah. So, I, Because I'm a record buyer, and I love buying records, so yeah. the thought of you putting out a full-blown album, I know it sounds daunting. Just do it. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I, I actually feel like, as of this morning, that's an option. And I, I'm, excited, I'm really excited to work with uh, Jack, Jer, and Mark, because just based on yesterday's rehearsal it was just so dreamy and kind of moody and textury and i'm really into that right now so 
It'll be it'll be a moody one, whatever it is. Fine, that guitar solo in oh, yeah. "Let It Out" is is as atmospheric as anything yeah. I've I know, ever. I love it, before. right? But it's so beautiful. Good. It sounds yeah. like you're in the clouds. It's incredible. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, Important I- to mention, by the way, yeah. please go to Bandcamp and go oh, to your yeah. Bandcamp account. Thank you. Just because that's where the artist makes the most money, and streaming's fine. Everybody's yeah. like, okay, streaming's fine. Yeah. But the but if you really, really, really want to support. An artist, you need to go to their shows, buy their merch, and actually go to Bandcamp because their margins are best. So please do that um, for Barbara. Buy the t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. Buy the the clever golfing visors or whatever it is you've decided to brand yourself with. Dude, I don't have that yet, but uh, I. Uh, well, yeah. you got about a week, all right, <laughs> because you got a big gig really coming up at Barbara the Barbara Cohen uh, ladder. Golf yeah, visor yeah. together. Yeah. All right. Totes are- they're Ooh, back. They yeah. are back. No, they will. They, if you're a record shopper, they're actually perfect size for records. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just saying, let's not denigrate the tote bag too much, but also don't buy them from certain people. Anyway, we'll get to that another time. Um, I wish you the best in the coming year, and I love love the new song. Is there a ground zero for Barbara Cohen in terms of social media? Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm not trying to add more hassle to your life. I just if someone wants to know, like, well, okay, there are these two gigs coming up, but what am I gonna? What if I all of a sudden she like starts teasing music online, or what if right? I want to stay on top of what's going on? Instagram, Facebook, yeah, where do you like people to I'm, find you? I'm on both, uh, Barbara Cohen Music, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, so yeah. I just I thank you. We live in that era now where much like Bandcamp, again, Bandcamp probably isn't gonna make you speedboat money. Yeah. But <laughs> any any revenue any return on investment We have golf visors and speedboats so yeah. far. I'm just I, know. Saying, I don't I'm know that just I, saying, I, I see I that in the future. <laughs> All I'm saying is that art is worth something. When we have yes. events, we refuse to have anyone play for free because that's not the way the game should ever ever now again, we're not exactly mm-hmm. handing out speedboat money either, but you don't Getting paid for your efforts, art has value in our lives, right? Yeah, like, it, 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 go to Bandcamp and buy the new song, and then go to the show at the Hook and Ladder on the thirtieth. That's going to be a good one. And what's the exact date? January thirteenth at the Dakota downtown Minneapolis, the American Roots Review, which looks like it's a listers all the way through. I mean, like high octane. High caliber, Sean. That's what I like to call it. You do constantly. I'm yeah. a big high caliber guy. <laughs> Before we go, I want to thank the good people at Smart Start MN. I want to thank the good people at OA Design, Build, and Architecture. I want to thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank mm. you, and Merry Christmas to you. Oh my gosh! Hope you have a great trip to Oregon, and it yeah. cleanses your soul, and you get some peace and relaxation, <sighs> and then get your shit together. Honest to God. <laughs> Honest to fucking God. No, that's... that's Every once in a while, you have to do, you have to do the, the cuddling, and then the, the slap on the face. <laughs> a little tough love never hurts. As long as it's not go all enjoy tough yourself. love, I will. I'm absolutely going to. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish you a happy holiday yep. as well. I Thank hope you. everyone enjoys the Thanks. season. <laughs> Oh, I'm tired of being a little bitch. We're here at Smart Start MN Studio. That's why I'm going out there to sit by myself for four days and stare at the ocean and think. Like a great philosopher, I'll come back probably levitating like Buddha. Um, no, that's not true at all. I'll still come back as bundle of nerves and uh, full of worry, but hopefully I'll at least thought some of it out just a little bit. Oh, I wish it was a joke, Barbara. I wish it was oh, a joke. Man. I wish it was a joke. I'm going to make a little doll of you. Bundle oh. of nerds. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Now it got weird. Yeah. Now it got weird. Hey, it wasn't me this time. It yeah. was Barbara who made it weird. Speaking yeah, of, exactly. um, one of the reasons that I like to go to Oregon at this time of the year, in addition to it being inexpensive, the Oregon coast is largely a tourist destination, right? Yeah. There are people that live out there, but it's lo- it becomes much more crowded in the summer. It turns out when you go in the depths of winter, you have the place to yourself, but you also have to live with what an Oregon winter is like, you know? Mm. It's not going to be icy. It's going to be a high around 50 and lows in the low 40s to upper 30s every day, but it is forecast to rain every single day. Luckily, as a guy who's been camping his whole life, likes the Boundary Waters, likes to go to Oregon, I've got good gear, and I'm not afraid to wander the beach while it rains at all. <sighs> and the song, final song you picked for us, as we say our goodbye, is a song called Rain. Do you want to tell me anything about this song? Yeah, rain again. It's another uh, pining for pining for home kind of tune, but it's all about uh, just analyzing a partnership that probably shouldn't, maybe shouldn't be uh, continuing, but maybe it should. It's just that sort of like back and forth of like, are you the one kind of thing? And uh, yeah, there you have it. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you and you. Mm-hmm.